Hello everybody and welcome to episode 4 of the Fetch Everyone podcast. How are you doing? Don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. We're available on iTunes, on Spotify now and on Stitcher. I'm not really sure what Stitcher is, but if you're, if you're watching us on Stitcher, how are you doing that? Because this is a podcast, you fools. Anyway, don't forget also to visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your questions or your comments or just, you know, advice really on the anything. Yeah, how are you doing, Katie? <laughs> I'm here. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, actually, that the reason why we sound like we're smiling all the way through this podcast is because we mess up so much. Uh, those bits get cut out, but we're always slightly coming back from having messed up royally. So that's why it sounds like we're smiling all the way through. But we also are happy, obviously, to be doing it. This is take 19 or something, something isn't it? Like that. We've been here all day. Ah. And this is just the start. We haven't actually got going yet. But we've had some comments last week, which were lovely. We love getting comments about the podcast because then we can talk about them. We had, um, we had some stuff from Swittle. Yeah. He's right, right at the end of last week, I said, uh, I hope you're not too bored by this podcast. And he picked up on that and he said, you shouldn't say, are you too bored? Because people might think that they might be bored. So I think it's probably me being self-deprecating um, and making sure I don't get too carried away with myself. But Swittle, I hope you're really enjoying this podcast. Yeah, and the other thing that, that came up on the thread was people cringing at the sounds of their own voices and not really wanting to, to record themselves. And we I, hear you. Yeah, <laughs> I recounted a tale of when I was first recorded by my big brother when I was about five, and when I heard my voice, I was just crying. And look, here I am now, a full podcast personality. I've just done those air quote things. And people even say, they have said, I have a lilt. Yeah, stop going on about that. All right, then. <laughs> I didn't realise I had a lisp, a slight lisp, until my first ever time that I heard myself oh. recorded. Uh, and that was like a bit like, do I really? And it's a bit of a shock, because I think when you're... What? <laughs> a shock. But a shock. Because when you normally hear your voice, it's inside your own head, so you get all these extra vibrations inside your head and, and yeah. different resonances, and yeah. taking all that away, you sound different. I'm actually Katie. The other <laughs> voice you can hear is Ian. We haven't even got onto McGoon's equipment yet. <laughs> so also, on the thread, McGoon was going to go away and check his equipment, and uh, we're pleased to announce that, that things seem to be working all hail Magoon's equipment. Anyway, Magoon's equipment is all in working order <laughs> and he will be appearing later in this very same podcast if yes. we ever get there. All right, so so Katie. <sighs> yes. Once you get your breath back, yeah. we've had a, a, a bit of an interesting week. We we took you night swimming, didn't we? We did. Didn't we, Katie? We... Do you remember, darling? <laughs> Do you remember? There was a full moon on Monday, and um, I went with a group of people um, who swim in the ooze regularly and who are very experienced, and we went swimming um, at Great Barford at about quarter to eight, eight o'clock-ish on Monday evening, when there was supposed to be a full moon. There was a full moon, but it was very cloudy. Just a sadly. smear of it through the clouds. It was a bit smeary. It was really lovely, actually. We put lights inside our tow floats, which, if you don't know, are kind of like a a watertight bag that you put round your waist on a on a little clip and you like an armband on a string yeah you inflate it it floats behind you you can also put other things in there you know if you're going to go and swim from a to b um maybe on a, on a warmer occasion but basically they're they're a sort of um they're a dry bag they're a boy 
They're not really for safety, but you can rest on them a little bit if you need to. Anyway, we lit those up and went in the river, and it was it was really special, actually. I only managed three minutes. Nightjar, who's getting his own name check again, he managed quite a bit longer. And then Fetch and Silver Shadow, they were on the banks taking pictures and took some really lovely pictures, which I'll try and get uploaded today. Because it was so dark, you had to leave the camera shutter open for a long time, so we've got these lovely pink and red streaks. Um, Katie's blog, um, where she often talks about her swimming, you can find that at fetcheveryone.com forward slash Katie. Cool. So, yeah. And you're off again now in, in another half an hour to do yeah. yet more river swimming. This morning I am going to try out my new neoprene gloves because the thing that is driving me out of the water is my cold hands. Not just cold actually, but very painful hands. I've got some gloves that I'm going to try today with um, Heligant. We're going to go in, yeah, see how we get on, manage it, see if I can manage a little bit longer with my hands a bit more comfortable. A little bit of uh, running news. Um, I know you guys on Fetch like uh, your stats and like looking at the numbers. So I built a new calculator this week after a suggestion from Larkin. Hello, Larkin. Normally, if you put your, your, your 5K time and your age into one of our calculators, it'll tell you what uh, age grade percentage you would get. But this one actually works the other way around. So you can say, I want to get 70% WAVA, 70% age grade, um, and I'm this age what times do I need to get at these various races? So you plug that in and it'll tell you. So it saves a lot of faffing around if you're trying to work out what you need to get to a boundary. I've always been quite interested in actually is having is being able to look for your so choose your wafer mm-hmm. and then so for me probably the most realistic one to aim at at the moment is sixty percent. So I go to the calculator, I put sixty percent in and it just gives me the times that I need to aim at. That's really useful because then I can look and think, well, what am I going to do this year? Okay, if I want to do a 10-mile 60%, then that's what I need. If you want to check that calculator out, you go to fetcheveryone.com forward slash WAVA. That's W-A-V-A. And there's a new feature for those of you who want to track your weight. It's fetcheveryone.com forward slash weight. We've had a weight tracker in there for quite some time, but you can also include your height and then it'll calculate your BMI. Uh, I know that the BMI is not a sort of very definite way of, of measuring your body shape, but it's just kind of like a starting point. Like there are some examples of like famous athletes who have BMIs that would classify them as obese, but I think David Beckham is one. BMI, it's it's kind of an indicator. I wouldn't like get really tied up in it, really. Yeah. But I would just say that it gives you an idea, but there are flaws in the calculation. If, you, if you're interested in it, go and stick your height in. And if you're not, then don't. For those of you who do measure your weight, there were a few requests for a reminder. So like some people like to measure their weight daily. Some people prefer to do it weekly. And you can now go to the weight pages and say, set me a reminder and you can choose which day of the week you want it and you can choose which hour of the day. You'll get a little notification that says, don't forget to check your weight. So it's quite handy as a reminder to make sure you don't miss out a week. And it is, we're nearly at the end of the month, so it's time to pick your your chosen members of the months. Get your, get your numbers in. No, get your nominations in. Not yeah. your numbers you can put numbers in if you want, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So get your nominations in. Once we've got all the nominations in, at the start of next month, we'll vote for our winner. And the winner gets 70 quid to spend with our member of the month sponsor, which is redvenom.co.uk. They make compression gear. If, you're, if you want to go and check out their site, please do. And use Fetch20. 
when you check out and you get 20% off your order. I mean, compression gear is really useful as well. If you are doing longer runs, for example, or you're doing a harder training session, to, to stick them on afterwards to help your body recover a little bit. If you have had an injury, if you have pulled muscle when you've been out for one of your, your runs this time of year, really common in the cold weather, sticking some compression gear on can just help minimise the swelling a little bit. Um, we want some swelling, but we don't want your body to go over the top with it. So that can be quite useful as well. Could I be the first one to say that it actually feels quite nice, like you're getting a bit yeah. of a hug? Yes, you so. can say that. Um, this is a good point, I think, to introduce our, our guest correspondent this week. We're calling him the Northern Southern Correspondent, and he's done us a nice little piece about the Thames Bridge Challenge. So here's uh, McGowan. Hello, Fetchies. It's McGowan here. I thought I'd tell you about the Thames Bridges Challenge and how that came about. A few years ago, me and my wife Liebling were walking in the South Downs. We'd done for the day and we came down from the hills to Amberley, where there's a nice cafe by the River Arran. We're having a hot drink and a slice of lime drizzle cake and we were looking out at the river and plotting about our future expeditions, when an older couple who were sat behind us overheard our exploring plans. And we got talking to them about South Downs ways and Pennine ways, etc., And as we were about to go, the man said, of course, you've done the Thames Bridges challenge. And I said, hmm, and sat back down. He told me that the broadcaster Bernard Levin had come up with this. Levin had started at Tower Bridge in central London and he walked upstream to London Bridge, which he then crossed. And he continued going west and every time he came to a bridge, he crossed it and walked along the opposite bank. He kept going until he reached Hammersmith Bridge, 15 miles upstream, which he decided was the limit of inner London. So what happened was the next weekend I went to Tower Bridge and I did the whole thing myself crossing 17 bridges to Hammersmith. And as I didn't know what bank Bernard Levin had started from, I went back the next day and I did it all again starting from the opposite side. So when Fetchies found out about this they wanted an event they could do, so that's what we did. Uh, There have been lots of reruns and variations since the first one. Uh, One time we went the other way between Greenwich and Tower Bridge and we famously ended up in a pub with bitter leaves and twigs as the vegetarian option. Uh, But whatever we do, the riverside in London is constantly changing. It's always interesting and it's really lovely. The next outing is going to be on Saturday the 30th of March. Uh, There's a thread on the site for it. It's usually about 10 miles, but there would be always an option to do a shorter distance. But in all cases, we will end in a pub. So hopefully see you there. Yeah, so if you are keen on, on um, meeting up with the Thames Bridge Challenge crew, um, they're a lovely group of people. That, as McGowan said, there is a thread for it, and there's also a thread which is forward slash meetups, Yeah, which is sort of generally for any fetch get-togethers. The one thing that really stood out for me in, in McGowan's um, piece there was the, the thing about rivers always changing and how beautiful they are. Um, I absolutely love in Bedford. We've got lots of bridges that we can cross as well. And we often talk about maybe doing a Bedford Bridge Challenge. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast and you live anywhere near a river or a series of bridges that cross <laughs> some other kind of structure, <laughs> natural formation. Spaghetti um, Junction. Yeah. No, don't yeah. do that. Don't run over Spaghetti Junction. No, but if, Not if, recommended. In all seriousness, if you've got like a river and some bridges yes. near you, then um, let us know whether or not you've ever tried running over as many of the bridges as you can and uh, whether you ended up in a pub and what you had to eat. We'd like to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got some other sport coming up this weekend, haven't we? Oh, yes. Haven't we, it's, Ian? It's the big one. It is. It's the Six Nations coming up this weekend and this household is always a little bit fraught on certain particular weekends. Not too bad this weekend because we, we're okay. We've got, well, Ian's not here anyway, but um, we've got Ireland, England, 
Wales, France and Scotland, Italy this week to look forward to. So I shall be cheering for all the home nations apart from Ireland this week. And Ian will be just cheering for Wales, let's face it. (laughs) No one else. So what what are your predictions, Katie? uh... I I don't think England are ranked too highly at the moment out of that lot. So um, I I think we might be classed slightly as the underdogs. Um, what, against although, Ireland, or I yeah, think most people are at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely against Ireland, but even possibly um, Wales. And I think Scotland are just so unpredictable, and they've been coming up. So, and you could just you could just never know what a Scotsman's going to do. <laughs> That's true. It's the uh... or a Scotswoman, because obviously we have the ladies um, Six Nations as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, but they're unpredictable. Yes. No, it's that the French are traditionally the most unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and that's who Wales have got. Great segue there. They're the, the team who you never know who's going to turn up. So fingers crossed we can get off to a good start and then we might have a bit of a chance this year. But um, you can never, ever, ever feel comfortable playing against England because yeah. they are such a they have such a lot of strength and depth and quite scary runners sometimes. So what in England. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it is a really tricky one, the Six Nations. But I think Ireland have got a really. I think they're they're probably looking like the favourites at the moment. But sometimes when you're the favourites, you've got the most to lose, and so that can be a bit of a psychological thing. That first game is going to be crucial. Though, I'd be they... pretty excited. You know what? If Scotland did well and Scotland got in in for a chance of of winning it, I think I'd be really excited about that as well. Obviously, but... I want England to win. Mm. Goes without saying, but. I, I just really love the home, all of the home nations, really. So your predictions for this weekend in Ireland, England, oh, which way are you calling Close, it? but England to win. Can't say anything else, really. Okay. Ireland really on fire at the moment, so as much as I would like England to win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. As okay. much as I would like England to win, I think Ireland are probably going to be a bit too strong for them this time round. Yeah. Wales are going to beat France. Yeah. Yeah. And Scotland okay. are definitely going to beat Italy. Yeah. Okay, Italy. So that's that's traditionally not doing yeah. so well, but Scotland sometimes come come apart against them for some reason. Oh, I don't think they will this time. No, got a good feeling about Scotland this year, and I do have Scottish hat. blood. I know it doesn't sound like it. It's no. probably the lilt, you know, that I've got. Isn't it iron brew? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we've probably waffled on enough now, haven't we? We don't want to. We don't want to be boring, Smittle. So don't forget to subscribe. Please visit forward slash podcast um, with any comments, questions and suggestions. And particularly, we're really interested at the moment because we're, we're sort of ramping up our long runs at the moment. So any advice or encouragement you've got for people to keep that psychological advantage on the long run and keep going. So if one thing that Ian tried with me this time was that I was ready to give up a seven mile run at five miles. And he said, well, you know, at this moment, you're just over two miles away from seven miles. And next time you get up to go for a run, you're going to be seven miles away from doing your seven mile run. And I have to admit, it did keep me going. So anything you've got like that, please come onto the thread and let us know or even do a little piece about it. Um, send it through to Ian um, and we will see you next time. Yep, yeah, Awesome. See you soon. Bye. Bye.